Yeah, it is the Friday quiz on RN Drive. Uh, today's quiz could go in any possible direction. We have two of the sharpest satirical minds in the country coming together to compete in the Friday quiz. Let's introduce them, shall we? He's working on becoming a billionaire. He's the managing director of one of the country's biggest and most recognised satirical corporations. Please put your hands together and clap at your radio and internet streams. It's Mr Charles Firth. You there, Charles? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we were supposed to say hello. Hello. How are you going? I was, I was just taking in all the adulation. Well, you should. I mean, you've earned it. You've yes. earned it. I know. Uh, also tonight, it's business time. It's business. It's business time. He's the former corporate fat cat who's taken his economics degree into the world of satire and comedy. He's the founder and chief writer of The Shovel. Please welcome James Schleffel. Hello. It's wonderful to be here. I'm glad you got the uh, greetings memo. Uh, great to have <laughs> you. I've done radio before and Charles is a first time. <laughs> He's a newbie. Uh, you've come together for another of your live shows, which has started uh, at the national tour at the Fringe Festival in Adelaide. It's called Wankonomics. And I just mm. wanted to really ram that topic and title home. Please enlighten me as to what is Wankonomics. Well, where to start? It's it's really about the absurdity of the corporate world, but also just kind of late stage capitalism in general. Um, having worked in the corporate world for quite a long time, I've sat in a lot of meetings. I have uh, seen the development of a lot of mission statements and heard the term circle back uh, probably one too many times. We'll pivot. Yeah, so we'll pivot, we, we'll we pivot thought, back to that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll circle back to that. So Charles and I thought we've been meaning to do this show for a while, for years actually. It would just be lovely just to kind of mm. really dig deep and satirise the, the kind of the corporate world, the way we speak in the office, the way that we do meetings, mm. um, but also some of the more the, the, the bigger topics about kind of globalisation as well. I, I think of it as a guide on how to annoy and confuse your colleagues. Like it's just sort of it's all the words and all the passive aggression, all those techniques to just really annoy everyone. Well, it's kind of like it, it's that thing of looking, trying to look really, really smart when you actually know nothing at all. Yes. I mean, we all know that type of person in the office mm. who kind of comes across as a genius but but really knows absolutely nothing at all. During the pandemic when we were working from home, I had a lot of time overhearing my wife on her Zoom meetings. The oh. one word that I'm sure you must cross in this uh, this show is the word Alignment. Alignment. What, what, Do you know what? I literally just this afternoon I, I added that to the show because it's one that we had missed. It, 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 um, she started using it on me. Like, I think we should be, have better alignment on this. You mean you want to convince me of your opinion. That's what you mean. <laughs> no, it basically means it, it means agree, except one of the one of the things that we teach in this course is that you can never never use one word when you can use three or four. <laughs> so instead of saying agree, you say we need to get into alignment on that, which I think is about seven words. Much more convincing. Like you, you, you sound much more intelligent. That's well, that, that's the key. Let's uh, align to misalign on that one as we get into <laughs> the quiz. It's penalty shootout style. You might get a chance to steal an answer only when I say it's okay. There are no buzzers. I decide the points. Charles, take yes. a listen to what took place in Parliament House this week. With 
some nervousness. I give the call to the Deputy Leader of the Opposition. Thank you, Mr Speaker. And I know at least one of the questions you're asking, and yes, this is for a dare, a dare for a very worthwhile cause. First, let me introduce my alter ego. Now, you're probably going to guess that that's Susan Lee, but yes. what, what was she wearing at the time there? Was it A, she... an outfit uh, representing the great uh, Tina Turner, uh, B, Cindy Lee Lauper, or C, Dolly Lee Parton? You kind of get the riff on the Lee, yeah? It was it was Tina Turner. Oh. And, and it was the best costume. It was it it was it was totally worked. Yeah, I, I only saw it in vision, not in audio, and I was like, what on earth is happening in Canberra right now? You do need the context for that yeah. one, don't you? <laughs> yeah, she, uh, so yeah, the context was she uh, raised about $200,000. It was part of a dev from a local radio station which saw the deputy opposition leader don a Tina Turner wig and mm. sleeveless black dress. Not the worst uh, prop we've seen I, in Parliament. Uh, I, I want to see, see Peter Dutton do it. In a black dress or with uh, hair? You the whole both. thing, the whole get-up, the same get-up. Look, uh, he's obviously a man with a big heart and charity would certainly be up his uh, alley. Uh, James, it's the first time an Aussie PM has visited India in six years. Anthony Albanese has met with Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi at the Narendra Modi Stadium in Amenabad yesterday. Which of the... Fo- now, lots of things happened, I should say, yeah. during this trip. Which of the following didn't Mr Albanese do? Did, did he not parade around the stadium on a cricket-themed chariot with his Indian counterpart? Uh, was it B, sing the national anthem alongside Captain Steve Smith? Or C, run the drinks during the first session? Oh, that's a great question. Do you know what? I, I'm pretty sure he did do that lap of honour. And I did see a photo of him with his arms around Steve Smith and I assume he was singing the national anthem. And running the drinks, that's a very ScoMo thing to do. And I, I just I don't think that Albo would do that. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in C. Well, Many people were saying it was a bit weird that you had Steve Smith and the whole Australian test team arm in arm, and then on one end you have Albo singing on the pitch as well. And no doubt the Indian Prime Minister did that as well with his national team. Did it strike you as a bit weird? I I just think that politicians should just be banned from sport, like just in general. Like it's just... It's just awful. It's just... But wasn't wasn't the stadium named after Modi? Like wasn't Modi there in the Modi Stadium? Am I right about that? 100% right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then then he had a whole presentation where they presented him with a a picture of himself. (laughs) Like... Isn't democracy great? Yeah. (laughs) It's very... Like, it's just Indian-style democracy, you know. Yeah, so weird. Of course, yeah, and James, yeah, you you rightly pointed our memories towards Scott Morrison running the drinks for the PM's 11 in 2019. As far as I'm aware, no small children were injured on the pitch that day. (laughs) Not that particular day. Charles, uh, let's go to Thailand, where a man has fallen foul of the country's quite strict laws which forbid insulting the nation's king or queen. Now, did he, uh, A, place a sticker on a portrait of the king, B, sell calendars featuring rubber duckies dressed in little royal outfits, or C, go as the king to a fancy dress party? Oh, my goodness. Well, all three of them are heinous crimes. Mm. 
Um, Get so the guillotine for all of them, yes. There's no, yeah, exactly. There's no good answer, is there? I, I think it probably was fancy dress, don't you think? You think? Was it? He went was dressed it? as fancy dress? Yeah, I yeah. locked that in. King. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Locked that in. Ah! Was it a sticker? James, this is I'm, your I'm chance gonna, to rub I'm, his nose in it. Okay, us. I'm going to go rubber duckies. Why do, you th- why do you say that? Because it's <laughs> just too weird to make up. <laughs> That's why. Oh, uh, yeah, of course, yeah. Yes. That's good logic. Yes. That is a satirical brain if I've ever heard one there. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Bangkok's criminal court ruled that in 2021 a calendar... <laughs> A calendar showed yellow ducks in poses that resembled and ridiculed Thailand's king. I'm kind of thinking of the kind of calendar that's up in my my mechanics workshop and it gets weird in my head very quickly. Thailand's pro-democracy movements also used yellow inflatable ducks to symbolise their Uh, cause for political reform, which also includes reforming the Thai monarchy. Old mate with the calendar, three years in prison. Yeah, deserves it. Mm. <laughs> Pretty light, actually. I mean, th- won't someone please think of the ducks in all of this, of yes. course. Uh, James, you might find this utterly fascinating. Uh, Dairy Australia this week released its analysis of supermarket dairy sales. And the one state uh, that stood out from the rest when it comes to downing chocolate milk, or any flavoured milk for that matter... Uh, well, which one was it? Which state consumes two to three times the national average of flavoured milk? Is it A, New South Wales, B, Victoria, C, South Australia? Oh, I, I, don't, I don't really know, but given that we're in South Australia at the moment doing this tour, South Australians love a Farmers Union iced coffee. Yes. So I feel like it's the Farmers Union iced coffee that's getting South Australia over the line and I'm going to lock in... South Australia. Yes. Can I can I add to that? Yeah. Which is that there is nowhere in South Australia where you can get a good coffee. So of course you'd have chocolate milk. Ooh, you're really <laughs> going to make some friends on this tour, aren't you? Can, can we just backtrack? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we've got a lot of tickets to sell <laughs> in Adelaide over the next one and a half weeks. Well, uh, give away we free milk. your coffee. Yeah. Give, yeah. give away free chocolate milks. I mean, there, there, is this yes. Ur- yes. there is this urban myth myth that Adelaide is the only city in the Southern Hemisphere where cola products are outsold by flavoured milks led by mm. iced coffee. Some quote that it was as high as one to three Back in 2008, uh, we have tried to fact check this. No clarification. It could all be made up, but it sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, well, Farmers Union iced coffee is is pretty great. I, mm. I grew up in Adelaide, had a lot of uh, Fuick in my time, and um, yeah, it's 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 great. So mm. that's that's the that's the answer. I know. Yeah, I, I know answer. we're not supposed to really get into brands on the nation's Sorry. public broadcaster, but mm. what differentiates it? What's its unique selling proposition to like another milk? What's in yeah. it? Parochialism, I think that's, that's all it is. A little bit of South Australia at every, every gulp. <laughs> they all taste exactly the same. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I stopped drinking these milks when I was, you know, 11. I just, I don't know. Anyway, okay, let's move on. Uh, who am I? This is where you get about four clues. The fewer clues you use up, the more points you get, Charles. Who am I? I was born in America. I am American. Uh, I was born in 1965. I am 58 years of age. I was in the news this week. Um, 58, 65. See, I, I give you a little, a little clue it, here. That age sounds 
you don't think of this person as 58, but he's pushing 60. I reckon it's I, – I think it's Barack Obama, but I don't know why. I don't even think he was in the news this week. But that sounds about the right age for Barack Obama. You don't want another clue? I mean, there's three more just sitting oh, on the Oh, there's three more. No, no, yeah. no, no. no. <laughs> Shut up. No, no. Keep going. Keep going. I am a three-time Grammy Award winner as well as best. <laughs> <laughs> I still think Barack Obama. Actually, yeah. hasn't Barack Obama won a Grammy Award? I think he's an Yeah, he did. He's Very basically an book, EGOT. I think, I think yeah. he's a, basically an EGOT. Also, EGOT. Obama. And the Nobel Prize. EGOT. Obama's 61, I'm reliably informed. However, oh, okay, this person yeah. is, yeah, three-time Grammy Award Winning uh, a comedian, actor, and filmmaker. Comedian, Grammy Award-winning comedian who's fifty-eight. Ah, oh, okay, another clue then. I once made a sitcom about my early life. James totally knows this, by the way. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm staring at him. Definitely don't. I, I, 58 made an uh, sitcom about my early like the Fred Savage. No, that wasn't a sitcom. Comedian. I've really missed the the big Fred Savage news this week. By the way, <laughs> what's he done now? Yeah, what, what comedians? Okay, give me the last clue. This week, I finally responded to the slap. Oh, right, Chris Rock. Yeah. Oh, man. Well that was terrible. Yeah, you call yourself a comedian, really in the biz. I get it. Uh, yes, of course, the comedian spoke at length about last year's Oscars slap in his new stand-up special. Have you guys seen it? No, I, I saw it that it was on Netflix last night, and I will watch it. But it, why wasn't it called? Because it was called something like Outrage. But it should be called The Slap. Yeah. Like why would, well, why wouldn't you call a TV Christos show The Slap? already had that uh, sign oh, up in copyright, of course. Sort of copyright. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been met with mixed opinion, I think. Oh, right. You know, I don't know, like you wait a year, maybe the source and the story kind of comes off the boil a bit. I don't know. Uh, he did have some mixed comments about Will Smith. He said, I, love, I loved Will Smith my whole life. I loved him. I saw him run, uh, open for Run DMC. He's made some great movies. I've rooted for Will Smith my whole life. And now I watch Emancipation just to see him get whooped. Mm. Mm. Wow. Anyway, I'm sure he's rolling in his cash and uh, (laughs) the bruising has subsided. James, who am I? I am also from North America, born in Canada in 1982. I'm 40 years of age. Narrows it down. (laughs) (laughs) But you've been in the news. Canadian, 40... No, I'm going to need. I'm going to need to go straight to the next question. I, next clue. I'm also a comedian, actor, and writer. In fact, I started stand-up comedy when I was 13. Forty. That's that's a. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've, I'm coming up with nothing. Okay. I'll be honest. I have Sorry. a very distinctive voice which I've used in live action and animated movies and TV shows. Oh, my goodness. Distinctive voice, Canadian. No, I'm going to I have to go to the next one. Your final clue is this week I openly admitted how much negative reviews hurt me. Oh, I did see this. 
Is it Seth Rogen? No. He, he... Oh, is it really? Is Seth Rogen only 40? You're really getting hung up on the ages today. Uh, are you, is a big birthday coming up for you there, Charles? Yes, I'm, I'm almost 50. I'm 47. Like, I'm so old. You're Andy. basically dead. Yes. Uh, yeah, so it's, Rogan told the diary of a CEO, a podcast uh, about these negative film reviews from critics and how devastating uh, they are and how some people don't recover from them. He went on to say if most critics knew how much it hurts the people that made the things uh, that they're writing about, they would second-guess the way they write these things. Is he being a bit soft here? Oh. I mean, criticism is a valid art form if you listen to critics. Have you ever cried yourself to sleep over a poor review? Just don't read them. I think that's the, that's the key, isn't it? Yeah, you, you you make sure you get someone trusted to read the review beforehand and then if it's good, they read it to you. <laughs> that's how we work in my household. Well, that's basically how I read the text line on RN Drive every afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, no, you have to have reviews. Otherwise, otherwise, I mean, it just wouldn't work, would it? Like people want to know whether something's good or not. I think that's fair enough. But, a- you know, I can understand why people get upset about them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get on to the mystery news round. We get some songs. We smash them all together. They point to a story that was in the news this week. Charles, take a listen. You gotta know that's mine, that's mine, that's mine, that's my tale. If I can only help to ride around with my dolphin song. So you had the Hoodoo Gurus there with their cover of That's My Scene, uh, That's My Team. Uh, mm-hmm. Olivia Newton-John in the middle with The Promise or The Dolphin Song. And then you had Touch, The Sweetest Victory. I think that was song was from the movie Rocky IV. Right. And, and what am I supposed to do with this information? <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to act extremely clever and say, oh, I know that this is a, a story uh, about a uh, history in the making for a certain sporting team. Oh, am I? Oh, right. Um, yeah, well, this combines my two great loves, music I don't know and sports I haven't heard of. <laughs> like, Are you going to forfeit this one to James? I, I I have to. I have, uh, there's nothing like I have no comment. I, I think. Can, can, can you remind <laughs> us what this? So the first one is that's my team. Yeah. What's um, the second one? Olivia uh, Newton John, uh, which is often referred to as the Dolphin Song. Then you had Touch with Sweetest Victory. Okay. So the oh the, the Dolphins, Dolphins Miami Dolphins Miami Dolphins. They hang won. on, hang on, Charles. You, you you've got no, to sorry. stand down. You've already lost. You've oh. got to let James okay. come into himself and take this point out I, and make I, it look I've, bad. I've really got nothing more to say <laughs> than just to repeat Miami Dolphins again. Um, that's their team. There's something about touchdowns. Maybe are they a, are they an American football team? Um, did did uh, they make the super the Super Bowl was this week? Okay, wasn't it? Okay. Okay. Colder, <laughs> colder, colder, colder. No. Um, oh gosh. The Dolphins. That is the new NRL team. Uh, won their f- first match, beating the more fancied Sydney Roosters in Brisbane last Sunday, 28 points to 18. Now, can I just say, as someone who grew up in South Australia and, and now lives in Victoria, I, I had no business getting anywhere near that. Charles, on the other hand, he's lived his whole life in New South Wales. Oh, yeah, rugby league, NRL. I love that game. It's great. <laughs> 
yes. Well, uh, <laughs> the doco on Netflix about how the team has come about is supposed to be good, but yeah, you might need to. Uh, Where are they based? It's uh, Redcliffe, I believe, in Queensland. Ooh, okay. mm. There you go. Uh, all right, this is a your musical clue, James. Take mm. a listen. <laughs> All right, I'm going to be the first to say to you this is going to be pretty obscure, but let's work through it together. You had Charlie, uh, Ky- Kylie Minogue with Chocolate, mm. the Andrews Sisters, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yodelin, Yodelin yeah, Jive. I'm, what, I'm, why I'm, does I'm, he get? This. Why does he get the easy one? Well. You know, you, 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 I think my generosity's run out with you, uh, Charles. <laughs> there's, a, there's a new football team in your state. <laughs> it's not exactly like small news. Whereas this is quite niche, Charles. This, I think if I'm getting this correct, that Toblerone is no longer allowed to use that Swiss mountain graphic. Met- Matterhorn. The Matterhorn on, on, their, on their packaging. Um, yes. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Yeah, this is a case of um, the much-loved, uh, iconic Matterhorn uh, being, uh, well, famously on the box of Toblerone. Uh, the, co- ch- the company, the chocolate makers, have decided to move its production to Slovakia, uh, but they ran foul of no- 2017 laws aimed to protect Swiss-made products, you know, like the French DOC or what mm. have you. So basically, duty-free, uh, the duty-free favourite has also recently faced backlash for shrinkflation, where products have shrunk about 10%. No picture of a mountain, and it's about 10% less chocolate. Oh, what a shocker. What a disaster. Yeah, that's why 2023 will go down as the worst year ever. <laughs> <laughs> I've somehow heard that before. Okay, as I pull out the genuine 1974 ABC calculator, the height of technology here at the nation's broadcast. Pretty sure I won. A little bit of paper at the I've top. I've been keeping score. And it's all right. on five points. The winner tonight is James. Oh, oh yes. what? That that just makes no sense. I got everything right. Yeah, are you Trump trumping this loss? <laughs> yeah, that's are you right. denying the obvious? I am, I am denying it. This is some sort of you use Dominion machine. You, that calculator <laughs> was a Dominion calculator. It wasn't was it? made in Cuba. Yes. <laughs> uh, very well done, James. Who would you like to thank? Oh, I mean, I'd just like to thank um, Charles for just <laughs> coming along so and shit. just being really bad. Um, it really made me look good. And, um, look, that's what that's what life's about really, isn't it? Just that, finding someone else who's slightly worse than you. That is uh, in the true style of Wankonomics. Uh, that's the name of the show. It's at the Adelaide Fringe Festival. You can catch Charles Firth and, and James Schleffel uh, before embarking on the national tour. Have yourselves a lovely weekend. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was the Friday Quiz here on RN Drive. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.